the economy is slowing down. What are you going to do about it? So I'm getting a lot of evidence. Um, a lot of it's anecdotal. Some of it is quantifiable that the economy is slowing down. And I think, I think people understand this intuitively. Um, I'm not going to predict that we're going to have a recession. Uh, it's too soon to say that. But, you know, if you go back four or five months ago, all people could talk about were these supply chain issues. And now nobody's talking about it anymore because it's getting fixed because demand has gone down and the supply chain issues are getting resolved. We live in a mostly free market economy. Okay. About 80% of people in this country work for the private sector, which means that if you work for the private sector, there is a chance that you will lose your job someday. Okay. You could get laid off or your company could go out of business, which happened to me. <laughs> so I just started my own business. That was my solution. Uh, I did have a friend who was a banker. He was making one and a quarter million dollars a year. And he got laid off. This was before the bankruptcy. He got laid off in like June of 2008. And he filed for unemployment, which is kind of interesting because like if you're making over a million dollars a year, do you file for unemployment? It's kind of an ethical question. And the answer is yes, absolutely. It doesn't matter how much money you're making. You paid into the system for years. That's what it's there for. I mean, if you get two or $3,000 a month, it's your money. You should get it. So that's my feelings on it. I did not file for unemployment because I started my own business. I suppose I could have. I mean, if I really wanted to be sneaky about it, I could have got a couple of months of checks before I really got things going, but it wasn't really worth it. So anyway, we might get a recession. It might happen. And you might lose your job. That might happen. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's not going to happen to me. I am a high performer. They can't do without me. There's no way they would ever fire me. All right. It's a very idealistic, naive way to look at things. Okay. People get fired for reasons other than performance. In fact, most of the time they get fired for reasons other than performance. For example, do you get paid a lot of money? The more money you get paid, the higher the chance is that you're going to get fired because you're a big cost center for the company. And if they want to cut costs, they're going to go to you first. So if you're one of the more highly compensated employees, there's a greater chance that you could lose your job. Are you politically connected within the company? Do you have friends? Do you have somebody looking out for you? Seriously, like if you had like on Wall Street, like if you had there was somebody that was senior that had your back, like it greatly reduced the chance that you're going to get fired. So there's a lot more that goes into it than just performance. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. And organizations are dumb and they fire good employees all the time. So, and they keep the bad ones. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happens. I see this over and over again. So you might lose your job. My questions to you. Okay. Do you have emergency funds equal to six months of expenses, right? Do you have emergency funds? Have you minimized your monthly fixed outlays? 
Here's a good question. Do you have a resume ready? You see, this is a big one because people don't update their resume as a matter of habit. They don't update it for years and then they get laid off and they're like, oh shit, I have to have to get a resume together, but it hasn't been updated in a long time. And so they're piecing things together and going back in emails and it's, it's a big pain in the ass. So what I do is I just update it like once every three months. I update mine all the time. And the funny thing is, is that being self-employed, <sighs> there's probably no chance I'm ever going to need it, but I update it anyway. Actually, there has been chance. There have been chances when I've needed a CV. When I applied it to, when I applied to grad school, I needed a CV. So it was good that I kept it up to date. So the other thing you need to work on is your network. And I really hate the term network. I don't like the term networking. It's too formal. What I'm really saying is that you need friends. Okay. And what this means is, see, there's a couple different types of people. I am one of these people that maintains relationships over time, right? So I had a bunch of friends at Lehman. I've had a bunch of friends from elsewhere on Wall Street. I've had a bunch of friends in financial media, and I maintain those relationships, okay? And what, is that, what, is, what does that mean that you maintain relationships? Well, you keep in contact with people. Like if you haven't talked to somebody in a couple of months, give them a call. Say, hey, what's up? What's new in your life? What's going on? How's it going? This is what being a friend is all about, right? So yes, you wanna be friends with people, but there's also an ulterior motive is that if you ever get laid off and you're looking for a job, if you haven't talked to these people in years and now suddenly you need their help, uh, hey, I'm Jared, uh, I'm sorry, we haven't spoken in four years, but I need something from you. It's not really a good position to be in. So you wanna maintain those relationships, okay? I mean, seriously, so you have to build the network, you have to maintain the network. This is like a daily habit that you constantly have to do. You have to keep in contact with these people. Uh, and remember, this isn't a network. These are your friends. And you know you know what happens is as people get married, they have kids, they have families, they have houses, they have lacrosse practices, they have all this bullshit, and they get super busy and they don't they don't stay in touch with their friends. I mean, they all they're very focused on their family. And yeah, that happens, but you gotta you gotta make time for this. So I, I really feel strongly about this. I do. Now, if you reach out to your friends for help and they don't help, then you just found out who your friends are. You know, and I've been through that before and that's fine. So uh, I don't recommend looking on job sites for jobs. Like, I don't even know what the job site is these days. Whether it's Indeed or Monster.com or I don't, I don't know what the, the new mousetrap is. But uh, it's kind of a crapshoot if you're looking at a job site because you don't you don't know anything about the culture of the firm. You don't know about anybody there. You don't have anybody vouching for you. You're just kind of a piece of the puzzle. Like it's, I don't know. You know, I recommend, I guess I've never, I've, I've only applied for one job and that was a job at Lehman. But I did have contacts at Lehman, okay? So it wasn't it wasn't like I just applied off a job website, right? And if I ever, you know, just say for example, I ever have to apply for a job again, there is a 100% chance I'm going to be doing it with people I know, with the contacts that I've made throughout the industry. And those are the best opportunities, you know, because it's the people that know you. So what else? 
What else if you get laid off? Well, cash in the bank, lower your monthly bills, have your resume up to date. Be prepared to do a little austerity. Maybe you were taking a big vacation over Christmas. Maybe it should be a small vacation. Okay. You were going to replace the living room furniture. Maybe you can hang on to the old furniture for a couple of years, you know. And I think I think most people intuitively understand this. And, and when recessions happen, people consume less and not even really by choice. They're sort of forced to. So that happens. But I'm tell what I'm telling you is, is that there may be a recession on the horizon. May happen. I don't know how bad it's going to be. I don't know if we're going to get one, but something's coming. So you should be prepared. So you should be spending a little less right now so you have more of a cushion. Okay. Or you can just be a cheap fuck and never spend anything at all. Um, I don't – here's my guess. If I had a guess as to what's going to happen, I don't think we're going to get a recession. But I do think GDP is going to drop. Uh, GDP, which is about 3%, is going to drop to somewhere in the zero handle. It's going to be 0 point something percent. That's what I think is going to happen. So it's not a recession. Uh and I'm, I'm hearing a lot of bad stuff right now, and I'm pretty plugged into what's going on in the real economy. And the Fed is plugged into what's going on in the economy. They, they're hearing the same things that I'm hearing. They have much better information than I do. They had all the information available to them about inflation. They knew that inflation was coming. They chose not to act on it. I think this is going to be different. If they're getting information that a recession is coming, I'm pretty sure they're going to act on it because they care more about people losing their jobs than they do about inflation. That's just the way they're wired. So anyway, I'm going to end with something fun. As you know, I'm getting my MFA in writing and I'm finishing up a class called Nonfiction 2, which is short form writing. So we're doing flash nonfiction, micro nonfiction, and aphorisms. So this is the end of the class and we're doing aphorisms. And the assignment was to come up with 15 aphorisms. Now this is hard. I don't know if you've ever tried to come up with an aphorism. An aphorism is a witty saying. And um, it's kind of, I mean, that's not easy to do. I mean, maybe in your whole lifetime, you might come up with five aphorisms and I had to come up with 15 for this assignment. The good news is, is that I have a whole library of writing and I've written, there's been aphorisms written in my work for a long time. So I picked out the best 15 aphorisms. So here we go. One through 15. These are my aphorisms. Number one, good writers are always in a hurry to stop writing. Number two, we are all here to feel a little stress. Number three, luck will never find you in your apartment. Number four, part of being an adult is having nice things and not screwing them up. Number five, the definition of a bubble is when people are making money out of proportion to their intelligence or work ethic. Number six, you only need to get rich once. Number seven, on your deathbed, you won't regret the time you spent working. You will regret the time you spent watching television. Number eight, Always take a meeting, go to conferences, networking events, and parties. You want to be positively exposed to luck. Number nine, good things happening tend to cause good things to happen. Number 10, it took the Soviet Union three generations to go bankrupt. 
Stuff takes a long time to play out. Number 11, life is full of miracles if your eyes are open. Number 12, the first rule of panicking is to panic before everyone else does. Number 13, the most important decision you will make in your life is what to do within the next 24 hours. Number 14, never question the actions of crazy people. What they are doing makes sense to them. And number 15, journalism is about speaking truth to power, not speaking power to truth. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.